Welcome to Cowside Conversations, a monthly podcast brought to you by the Center for Dairy Excellence. We've heard time and time again that dairy farmers learn the most from other dairy farmers. So in this podcast, we are going to share real-time farmer insights, tricks of the trade, and inspiring stories from dairies across Pennsylvania. I'm Jane Seabright, Director at the Center. Here's this month's episode. Welcome back to CalSide Conversations. In this week's episode, we are going to discuss dry matter intake and how it can be used as a tracking tool on the dairy. We are talking with Tony Brubaker from Mountjoy, Pennsylvania. Tony also serves as the first vice chair for our Center for Dairy Excellence. So thanks, Tony, for joining us today, and thank you for your leadership to the center. We really appreciate what you do. To start our podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about your dairy farm and your role? All right. Thanks, Jean. Yeah, so um, we are a 1,300-cow dairy, uh, like Jean said, located in Mountjoy, Lancaster County. I farm in partnership with my brother, Mike, and now my nephew, Josh, as well. And um, we um, milk on two locations, and uh, my particular role in the operation is working with what we would say the inside staff. I work with, you know, the cows, the herdsmen, the the milkers, and pretty much everything to do inside the dairy. Mm -hmm. So with that role, can you tell me a little bit more about why your farm began tracking dry matter intake more closely? Okay, yeah. We started uh, tracking dry matter intake in particular uh, a number of years ago, maybe 15 years ago, when we purchased the feed tracker system. We um, wanted to get a handle on on how much our cows were eating and and, uh, also be able to monitor what was happening, you know, within the, the feeding staff. And uh, so the feed tracker system allowed us to do that. The um, feed tracker system we have, we have to download the information on a thumb drive and actually enter it on the computer. There are ones that will do it automatically, but uh, we don't. So about twice a week, my brother actually downloads the information and uh, puts it in, uploads it into the computer. So your question as to why we started tracking was really just to, to get a handle on what was happening with the cows. Are you working with a company on that feed tracker system, or is it just the computer program that you purchased? Can you give us a little bit more information about what that is? Yeah, so the feed tracker is a is a program. You know, we do work with the feed tracker company on for backup if we need assistance. But uh, but really, it has to do with the the scales and um, that we purchased with the mixer that we had bought and. Um, and then uh, it just has a software with it that we can gather the information. We have all the menus are preloaded into the into the computer system. So while the people are mixing, they can just they can just enter which mix they want to make, and the, it'll bring up each ingredient as they mix and, and tell them how much to put in that ingredient until they move on to the next one. So are you using it to measure both the rations themselves and then weighing back? refusals and that kind of thing. You're tracking all that type of data with the system. Yeah, the the waybacks we don't enter into the system, but we do use we do use that 
to to track them, but uh, we actually don't record those on a regular basis. When we're doing dry matters, we are actually just using the total amount fed. So we we may be overshooting a little bit on uh, what the actual dry matter intake is on our on our cows. So how since you've started tracking dry matter intake, how has that helped you better manage your cows and your feeding program overall? We had been gathering this information for a number of years and it was it was kind of nice to see, but we really didn't have a lot of ways to to use it other than than just kind of knowing what the cows are eating. It wasn't until we started to pair the information with other things, you know, like, you know, looking at it compared to milk production and and um and actually what we've what we've done now is we've uh created a program. My nephew when he came back from college created a program using Google Sheets that we enter the dry matter intake, the pounds of production per cow, the the feed cost per pound of dry matter, the actual milk check, so what we're getting paid for the milk. And it uses that and, and breaks it down so that we can follow things more closely like income over feed cost and you know cost per cow per day, cost per hundred weight, the um feed efficiency, the component efficiency, uh the employee efficiency. We just so we're able once we have this these few things that we input we're able to break it down and track it in a whole lot of different ways. That that sounds really interesting. It sounds like you took that feed tracker program and you really tailored it to your own dairy. So <clears throat> what are the steps that are involved in just basically tracking dry matter intake? So like I said, my brother, about twice a week, he'll download the information and um, and then he'll enter it into the into the spreadsheet what the cows are eating each day. And um, we actually are milking at two locations. So he does it separate for each location. And then um, the computer program, the spreadsheet actually will will do uh, combine the two and do weighted average. So we have it as, as one herd as well. Then daily, I am putting in the milk weights and the um, components, somatic cell count, those types of things. My brother's also, as feed costs change, he's updating the per pound cost of dry matter so that we have a really accurate measure of uh, what's actually happening within the herd. So, Tony, a lot of farms talk about the cost-to-benefit ratio. So when you look at the time and effort it takes to do this, how much time and effort does it take, and how do you think the benefits of tracking CMI compared to that time and investment? Well, I mean, it takes me literally 10 minutes or less each day to enter the information that I do. And it would take my brother probably uh, 15 minutes twice a week to enter the information that he does. And the information that we've been able to to get off of this is invaluable. It um, What it does is, as we make feed changes, we know in real time how it's affecting our bottom line, our income over feed costs and uh you know cost per cow. We can also see you know how it affects uh the efficiency the feed efficiency, and we can see the relationship of feed efficiency 
compared to the the bottom line. And uh, with that real-time information, we can make very accurate, very quick decisions as to the benefits of, of, you know, what management changes we're making. So to answer the other part of that question is the cost-to-benefit ratio is, uh, it's. I mean, I don't even know how you measure it. We really put very little time into it, and what we get out of it is is invaluable. Sounds really interesting. So with all of that information you're gathering, uh, you talked a little bit how you use that information. Is there more other ways that you can use that? Who is all involved? Like, who all does that information get shared with? How are they using it? How is it shared? Can you talk a little bit about that side of the process? Yeah, so one of the nice things, uh, because my nephew used the Google Sheets platform, which can be shared, our nutritionist has access to it, and he checks it quite quite often as well. I think he probably checks it two or three times a week. It helps him to learn better how to feed cows, how to feed our cows in particular, but also how to feed other cows because he can see the same thing that we're seeing when he makes a change in the ration. He can see how the cows are responding to it, how well they're converting feed, how well they're, they're milking. You know, it's it's uh, so it gives him really good information as well that uh, that he he's able to look at and utilize as he's developing ra- rations for us and other people. So it has broader broader benefits than just on your farm. So you're tracking DMI when you look at. When you look at your feed rations, um, is there other, you know, feed inventory data, um, forage analysis? What other data goes into mm. when you track the MI? Right. So, so yeah, that is a good point. Um, as far as other things that we're able to track using the feed tracker system is our inventory. So we're able to compare what we're putting into the feed bunks and what we're getting out since we have a a measure of every pound that's fed for the whole year or every day for the whole year. We are able to compare that uh, and see, estimate what our, what our shrink is in the, in the feed bunkers and, um, and, you know, see if management changes we're making aid in, in those ways as well. So it's, I guess they say what you, what you treasure, what you measure, you treasure. And, um, that would be the the case in in what we're doing is these things that we're measuring every day on a real time basis just have given us you know such valuable information in in so many ways and we're continuing to learn as we have the information we're continuing to learn new ways that we can utilize it to uh to better track and manage what we're doing and um it's amazing though and like our one employee he manages the the you know, bedding because we have you know we bed with biosolids, and he's the one that manages the separator. And so he looks at what the somatic cell count is every single day when he walks in. And um, if he sees it creeping up, uh, he it it sort of triggers him to pay extra special attention to what's going on with the separator because we do see a direct correlation to how well we're managing you know the separated solids and the somatic cell count. Uh, so. Just things like that, you know, you, it's hard to put a price on how valuable that information is. So in tracking that information, have you, what kind of surprises have you found 
in what you've been monitoring? What have you learned that maybe you wouldn't have known otherwise? Well, one of the things that we've learned in particular in the last couple of years is um, the the relationship of BMR corn silage to feed efficiency. We um, we do feed BMR corn silage and have been doing so for three years now. But what happened when we first started feeding it, it was um, our feed efficiency really dropped. Even though the, the pounds of milk were increasing and the cows were eating a lot, they um, weren't converting it very well. So we made some changes. Our particular change was we put a percentage of conventional corn silage in the diet uh, and replaced some of the BMR with that. That, in a sense, in quotes, slowed things down a bit. And um, we were able to keep the milk production, but we were able to get the um, feed efficiency up to where we wanted it to be. And over the last three years, we've been able to play with those percentages and the different types of forage and feeds that go in to try to really push the the feed efficiency to, to levels that we actually never really thought possible before. So it's really helped you to gain new levels of efficiency. As you look at key goals in tracking diet, dry matter, can you talk a little bit about what you hope to accomplish and what you're doing? Yeah, so tracking dry matter is it's important and but one of the things you know the the goal has always been to get more and more dry matter intake into the cows because it it um the idea is that it means more milk and and that is true but i think what we're finding is it's not just getting pounds of milk pounds of dry matter into the cows it's how that dry matter is being converted into milk that really matters. Um, of course, you know, at a high conversion rate and uh, and more dry matter, that, that means more milk as well. But uh, so the goal is always, you know, high production, but we want to get the high production as efficiently as possible. And if we were not tracking dry matter and comparing it with a lot of other things, we would never be able to to monitor the the progress or where we're at and um and ultimately the uh the economic bottom line on the dairy. So when you look back on the process, what is one of the biggest lessons you learned in tracking and monitoring DMI? I think one of the most valuable lessons would be that um dry matter intake and measuring it is only useful or only becomes really useful if you are measuring it relative to other numbers, i.e. milk production, um, feed efficiency, uh, component efficiency, these these types of things. Otherwise, it just kind of is a number and you don't know quite what to do with it um, other than make it higher. And, um, and But that as well is limited in, uh, in the usefulness. The other thing that uh, I would say is um it's important to have somebody that uh that can you know help create spreadsheets i mean our nephew when he graduated from from Penn State uh two and a half years or three years ago now he um he brought a knowledge base in in spreadsheet development that was beyond anything that we had and he was able to take some of the the ideas and concepts that we had been either doing longhand or on a limited basis and really develop it into 
to something that was highly usable uh, on a daily basis. So that that sounds really good. The one thing I heard you say is um, DMI, just monitoring dry matter intake without looking at the other numbers isn't as beneficial, obviously isn't very beneficial, but when you, it's really the process of looking to it in relative to the other numbers. You talked about feed efficiency, and it doesn't sound like you would have ever um, learned about the balance of BMR to conventional corn silage if you wouldn't have also been tracking feed efficiency. That's Ab- correct, Absolutely. Right? That was, that was, that's been something that's really been enlightening to us as we've, as we've worked with this program is to watch how the different changes we make affect the feed efficiency. And, um, and ultimately, because it's all tied into the bottom line, uh, you know, what it does for income over feed costs. For instance, if you move feed efficiency from a, well, for every tenth, so if you go from 1.6 feed efficiency to a 1.7, that equates to about a 50% or 50 cents reduction in your your feed costs per hundredweight. And um, so when you start looking at numbers like that, I mean, we can all fight really hard on the dairy to, you know, save a nickel or a dime or a penny. But when you look at if you can do some things within your feeding system to gain a tenth of feed conversion and, it, and it's equal to 50 cents in the bottom line, that's it's really about the easiest uh, 50 cents you'll ever find on the dairy. Yeah, that that's huge. Even in a low price, especially in a low price year, 50 cents can mean the difference between being profitable and having challenge. That's that's really significant. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing you mentioned was that having that younger person coming back and understanding spreadsheets and how to use them was really critical. There is a lot of um, new technology, new apps, new like Google spreadsheets online that can be shared. Are you using that a lot of other places across your dairy or is tracking BMI the first um, time you really tried to do this? What kind of stuff are you doing as far as sharing documents? So, yeah, I mean, one of the things we we had started to do prior to this and and are continuing to do is we're trying to do everything on the farm on a on a cloud basis. Uh, so when we develop, you know, SOPs or um, field logs, anything that we're doing now, we're doing on on um, Google Drive, either Docs or Sheets, and um, or slides sometimes. And um, and uh, then we have we share with each other, and we have a, a common shared file called Brubaker Farms shared and. So basically, you know, before, if a computer crashed or, you know, something happened, you had so much information on one computer or else information was done on different computers. By doing it this way, it allows us to all work independently in our own areas and um, but still be able to file everything in a common area that we all have ac- access to no matter where we are because we can access any of it from our, our cell phones so that has been been really helpful in uh you know just having good communication and centralized information storing on the farm. Yeah, and that's really a best practice that many many companies are trying to do. We even do it here at the center where we work with a shared file 
and it really does help to build consistency and cross-training and making sure information isn't lost. So my last question for you today is if you were talking to another farmer who really hasn't started tracking DMI yet, um, they don't, you know, they're working with an older feeding system where they're getting a ration from their nutritionist and they were interested in maybe tracking DMI a little bit better. What advice would you get them, give them on how to get started? Do you have any insight that you would offer them? Yeah, well, I'll I'll back up one second. There's one thing I wanted to add to this before I answer that question is one of the things that has been neat as far as on-farm with our spreadsheet that we have is we do goal setting with employees in particular areas with milk quality and with feed with milk production. And um, we have my nephew linked this, uh, the Google Docs, the Google Sheets spreadsheet, he found another free app on the on the internet that uh, that he was able to put in, and that takes the information and it sends it to a monitor that we have at the time card that created a dashboard that has all the information there on a dashboard with you know green, yellow, and red for the employees to see, so they can walk in and um, punch the time card and they can see what's happening on the dairy in real time and uh, understand that where that puts them in terms of the goal setting. So I wanted to add that because that's also, I think, a neat thing that's been able to be done with this this information. So, I mean, tracking dry matter uh, is really easy. You don't need, you don't need a, a feed watch or a feed tracker system to do that. Uh, you need <clears throat> a tablet and, um, and a pen and, um, you know, record the pounds fed. And if you know the the um, moisture in the ration from what your nutritionist gives you and the number of cows in each pen that are that are fed, it's pretty easy to, to get your, your numbers. And even if you start by doing it once a week to just start to get a feel for where the cows are at, and then, you know, you can take your, your milk production per cow and it should be corrected, energy corrected, which there's formulas on the Internet to, to do that. The energy correct your your milk production and then divide it by the dry matter intake. You'll have your uh, really quickly have your feed conversion numbers and and that's a good place to start. I mean, if you do it once a week, that would not take that much work and it would give you start to give you a baseline to know where you're at and um, to be able to monitor monitor uh, changes that you make in in diet and management. Thanks, Tony. With the start of the new year, now might be a good time for farmers to consider a resolution to start tracking and managing dry matter intake better to help their dairy's performance and profitability. Hopefully, your insight will be very valuable. For those who are listening, thank you for joining our third episode of CalSide Conversations, brought to you by the Center for Dairy Excellence to share farmer insight, tricks of the trade, and inspiring stories from dairies across the state. For more episodes, subscribe to the series on Apple, Spotify, or Google. I'm looking forward to our conversation next month.